Welcome to the podcast edition of Musicians of the Midnight Sun. I'm your host, Pat Braden, broadcasting to you over the virtual airwaves from the Love Shack studio here in the heart of Old Town Yellowknife Northwest Territories. Now, I'm a bass player, Chapman stick player, singer-songwriter, and I've been playing music throughout the North since about 1977. As a young musician, I was caught up in the explosion of popular music in the world through the 1950s, 60s, and 70s. As I got older, I thought there must have been the same thing happening up here, just in a different place and on a different scale. So in 2003, I started to interview the older players who taught me most of what I know today, and many more musicians that I'd only ever heard of. My intention was to have an accessible and free place where anyone could go to learn about these players and the musical times and the lives that they lived. Over the years, I've collected 30-plus interviews and created an archival website at www.musiciansofthemidnightsun.com. Some of these interviews are quite long, so I wanted to bring the core of their stories to a more accessible format. So I created this series of podcasts to continue the celebration of the musical lives of these northern musicians who performed in northern Canada from the 1950s through to the mid-1970s. Thanks for tuning in. Please send any questions and comments to me through this website. I hope you enjoy this podcast episode of Musicians of the Midnight Sun. Archie Ludit was the guy who got me going, documenting the early days of music here in Yellowknife. I have a memory of watching him playing guitar through the open doorway of the Legion in 1969 when I was eight years old. I thought he was the coolest guy I had ever seen. No wonder I got bit so bad by the music bug. He was playing with his band Northbound Freeway, one of the most in-demand and longest-running bands in the town's history. After Archie retired... I would bump into him at the Avon Senior Center where my mum lived. He was never short of a joke or a yarn that always had me laughing and shaking my head when we parted. Archie was one of many eccentric characters that I recall from my childhood. Many of the patriarchs and matriarchs from back then all seemed larger than life to my young eyes. I think a person had to be cut from a different cloth to exist or to thrive in a small gold mining town in northern Canada. Besides the radio, the only entertainment to be had was what they made for themselves. So they would pull out the guitar or the fiddle, polish up a few good stories or some jokes to get everyone laughing. Archie was a natural comedian and musician. Those were his gifts to town folk he met on the street or entertained from the stage. By 2003, the bar scene work had dried up and I sure missed playing six nights a week in the local saloons. Myself and many others around that time watched the era of live music and our work as professional musicians fade away. I wondered if it might be time to hang up the bass and call it a day, the same way Archie had with his guitar. One day, the song Calling Archie came to me just like an arrow. The song is a lament to younger days when Archie and when we all played and lived music to the fullest. In 2003, I got to interview Archie, the first for the project. He took me back to the house parties, the speakeasies, and the recreation halls and the mining camps when yellow knifers played just as hard as they worked. My mom used to play accordion on the Cortesantina. 
So that's a big 120 bass uh, accordion, and uh, and uh, well, a lot of times I couldn't see where the top of it they but they're behind it, <laughs> squeaking okay. away. And then uh, so I played that for a while, and uh, well, I got rattled off a couple tunes, you know, and and then uh, my sister Dolores, well, she uh, started playing it, and after a while she got better than me. And uh, my first guitar was uh, bought down in the old town on the island. Uh, the guy named George Mercury had an ordinary guitar, so my mom bought it for five bucks. So she knew a couple, couple of chords. So mm-hmm. and from there on, uh, well, I watched somebody else. You know, I was hunting around to plays guitar, and I got on to that. And uh, I used to play lots for uh, parties, even though I was just a young little guy. You know, I rattle off a whole repertoire of uh, songs. And how, old, how old was you been then? Uh, must be 12, 14. This is the only time I remember I could handle yeah. the guitar and yeah. to sing my, my own levels. What years would those have been, Archie? Holy Jesus. 50s, 60s. Radio was happening up then? Did you, did you have you had radio? Uh, in the early 50s, I think that's when the, the Army Signals had the radio. And uh, the main, uh, the big tower, and I was still standing at time again there. Mm-hmm. They used to have a uh, watchman out there, used to give out uh, the weather and everything like that. And, uh, and then they had uh, where now uh, Tria Pieces, that's where uh, CFYK, Voice of the Golden North, was born. And uh, after so many times uh, they had uh, programs going and, and uh, I got into it to uh, do announcing, uh, you know, like there was no special things to say, but, you know, like I would just, uh, sometimes I would get there at five o'clock and then I would stay till about one or two in the morning and then go home and have some sleep and go to work. And uh, I did that for uh, quite a few years. I also have my badge. Uh, you get a badge from uh, the organization. When you were just starting to play around that time, where did the songs come from? You know, you were playing traditional songs, but what kind of songs were you playing? Well, uh, those days was only records, eh? So 78? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and naturally, uh, country western was the big thing, so you didn't hear a lot of jazz or, or stuff like that, or now... Uh, Rumba and all that stuff, eh? Country western, yeah. Hank Snow, mm-hmm. uh, Wolf Carter, uh, uh, the old guys, you know. So if that wasn't coming up on the radio signals, it was coming up on records. Yeah. So there was no road. I mean, there was probably some air travel happening at that time. So would people just sort of bring the records up? and? Yeah. Well, uh, actually, uh, uh, then uh, uh, CFYK became CFYK, they had uh, uh, transmissions, uh, radio uh, transmissions. They had them on gigantic, great big uh, records like this, eh? Tran- uh, transcribed stuff. Yeah, you could play like uh, about five hours or something on it, eh? And so there'd be music coming up on that? Yeah, and well, uh, they say like, like uh, <coughs> there'd be little miniature plays and stuff like that, or, you know, singing on a whole bunch of yes. stuff, you know. The, that was the filler Okay. Like when uh, when I got off, well, uh, I just switched it off to uh, to the station, and they they were there at from uh, Tarmigan. They would 
uh, cut into the airwave, had to yeah. get outside uh, music, you know, and whatever it was going on, that's what is it. So there would be the stuff coming through the airwaves and, and whatever records. Um, you, you, had, you had the old phonographs. Uh, 78s. 78s, and, yeah. and so that's how you learned your songs and sort of would listen to those yeah. guitar players and pick up your stuff, your licks. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, well, I didn't have too many of those. <laughs> <laughs> Just straight chords. Just straight chords, yeah. yeah. I hope my voice uh, fitted in with yeah. it, you know. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And and um, as far as as far as like again, this is sort of in in that early time when you were just picking up the guitar. Where um, how many people would have been living here at that time? Well, mostly everything was in the old town around the rock and on the island. So I don't know. Uh, like Giant Mine and Con and Negus had all their little settlements, Sense, eh? yeah. And every, uh, well, for sure, every Friday night there used to be a dance uh, down in the old town, just at the bottom of, uh, uh, between, um, what is on that side of the road there? Coming down the hill, uh, in front will be... Uh, uh, Weaver and DeVore okay. and then just back in between there used to be a dance hall the only one so when the con giant or uh, town uh, people well there was always a big fight eh? <laughs> <laughs> I bet yeah yeah so Friday night was the night to, to yeah. party down that yeah. way yeah. sort of Fridays was that a payday was that well, a some, sometimes, sometimes like that yeah. Payday, yeah there was only uh, one or two banks <clears> Toronto <throat> and yeah. uh, Imperial Imperial used to be right across from uh Wildcat Cafe, yeah. and the other one was on top of the hill, uh, right in front of uh, the Legion. Was there very many other people playing? Like, I mean, there there, there was other players at that time. Do you remember their names or yeah, what kind of bands, be, uh, what kind of music they played? Used to be for uh, uh, non-electric uh, thing, uh, there'd be a fiddle. Well, my aunt played the fiddle. She used to play for the dancers at the Legion, along with Betty Stevens. And uh, Fred Henney, well, uh, they they would play at Con too because yeah. another one was out there at Con Rec Hall was yeah. a piano there, yeah. and uh, there was uh, well, uh, there was no Elks in those days, nothing. So it was just uh, those two points, and yeah. and Giant. Sometimes they would put on the uh, uh, hockey party uh, dance, you know, for stuff like that. But other than that. Uh, so did you get out to those when you were younger, or like, I mean, no, they were... I, uh, the only time, one time I remember, uh, Fred gave me a call, and I was young, too young to be in there. So every time they, they would finish uh, a set, I had to go in the kitchen and sit there for a while, eh? Until <laughs> everybody was ready to play again. Yeah, and then occasionally I would sneak a, a yeah. beer, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, so you've been playing for a few years then yeah. by that time and knew knew the songs. I mean, it's... Well, <clears throat> yeah, I would... Uh, the songs that I would pick, I would uh, know. Uh, then there was... Uh, the heck was it? Uh, talent show. First talent show. And it was held in the old public school. And there uh, I won first prize. I had... Uh, for a week I had all my laundry done by, uh, you know, the... Uh, which is Macara's. <laughs> that was the prize? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was okay. Yeah, you know? Like, sure. Yeah, yeah, pants. Pants and everything. 
okay, so again, I, I just I, I can remember back to when I started playing and I, and I just sort of try and um, think of some of the things, just the influences of the time um, and, and where the music was coming from and, and uh, there must have been other guys playing guitars and stuff like that. Did you get any lessons or anything, or just sit down and jam with those guys, or nope. other than playing in the band with them? Well, I uh, after a while, uh, I I, uh, I advanced from two chords to three. Okay. <laughs> 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 so that uh, that kind of helped along yeah, a bit, you know, because when you had a change, you know, yeah. where the hell is it? You yeah, know, exactly. <laughs> trying to, trying to yeah. So I used to sit there just what every day there in front of. Between all my work, uh, homework there, and I would play. Well, I, I lived right on the island. Well, first of all, when I, I lived there, uh, were on the flats, first time, and uh, we lived right a couple doors down from Balsley's, and uh, there it was, the old town. And then we moved to the island. The first house we stayed in was uh, where the game warden is. There used to be a log shack there. Like on the island, there was a few houses that were stationary. Every one that was built was built on skids. If you didn't like your neighbor, you moved across. <laughs> eh? You got the you got the iron of road and to pull you across. It was a D two cap. <laughs> That's a hell of a good idea. <laughs> so, um, in, at that time, uh, mostly Métis people living here? Um, no, it was a mix. A mix. Big mix. I mean, the, the people coming in to work the mines, there was yeah. Europeans and... Oh, man. The, well, the first big influx, I think it was uh, uh, Norwegians. They were drifting around, okay. eh? And then the German, then uh, the Italians... And a lot of them are still here, yeah. you know, yeah. that started at, at the mines, eh? Well, when one one dies out, well, they move on to the next, like, Ptarmigan went out <coughs> way before Negus. Uh, Negus went down, well, that, that was only Giant and Khan. Uh, oh. And then Tarkanis, mm. up in the uh, Barren, started up. Then Discovery. Then there was a few others, you know, like uh, behind the giant there, you know, to Tippet Lake and all that. Yeah. They had the little mines there too. And for the longest time, the only steel steel um, head frame was at one of the. You still can see it if you're driving on the road. So I mean, a lot of that stuff there, you know. And everybody, you know, like a long time ago, you never even locked your house, even up till the seventies, you know. Well, when I worked at Giant, I'd come home, you know, like other guys would be off before me. They'd go in, into my house, they'd sit there and have a beer and leave me a note, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, different, uh, different times for oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, way yeah. Different. So those families, immigrant families, um, <clears throat> they just sort of move around from the mine to mine, I guess, as one close, they would just go to the next one. Yeah. And the families would probably just ended up staying here as the mines, the rest of the mines around closed and then it was just calling a giant and they would just sort of stay yeah. here. Did, did they, were, do you remember any of, of them bringing their music over? Any of those players? Well, yeah, there was a lot of those. Fiddle was the next big, uh, uh, I think that started before the guitar. 
but a lot, a lot of them played fiddle, men and women. You know, so you, they have a, any little old place that they could have a square dancing, yeah. they would just give her. Yeah. And uh, then after a while, uh, uh, people would uh, would put on their own little, like a Friday night or something. And people go there. You, you brought your, you know, goodies over. You know, and everybody sat around and drinking home brew yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Hey, and it was just great. You know, it was uh, sometimes. I mean, uh, you get one one person gets angry or something, you know, and then they boot them out. <laughs> 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 there you go. Yeah. You know, come back tomorrow. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did the old stope ever have music in the old stope, or was that just straight drinking <clears throat> and the music would just happen at house parties and in house parties and, yeah. and, and the halls, the odd event in the hall. Yeah, well, uh, like the the dance hall, there would yeah. be other people who would be playing uh, like pianos and uh, and guitars and fiddles okay. or yeah. accordion and every damn thing that they could make noise with. They yeah. did drums. Well, yeah. uh, that came later, yeah. you know. So did that happen every every Friday? Every, um, weekend, every you know, or? Saturday, Friday, Saturday. Okay. Yeah, that's when the, the miners would all congregate yeah, yeah, and have a big fight, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> We'd get drunk and have a fight. Yeah. 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 Okay. Those there was a lot of rivals eh, between yeah. the mines and yeah. stuff like that, and even with hockey. Eh? Yeah. So there would be a hockey tournament, and there would be like a dance and stuff, right? Yeah. And well, they had their playoffs like they yeah. have now, you know, in town here. Well, no, this used to be the greatest hockey town in in the territories, eh? mainly because maybe we had the the, the arena. Jerry Murphy. Yeah. And uh, so. Uh, where did you get strings? I mean, you got a guitar, guitar strings, like music store, or did you just ask somebody if they were going down south to grab uh, some strings? This happened now. There was no uh, uh, Hudson Bay, maybe. And they would order a set of strings for you, or whatever. Well, yeah, or uh, you tried your damnedest not to break your strings. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> well, you yeah. had to use. Uh, uh, Rabbit snares. Rabbit yeah, I was going to say, some kind of snare wire. You'd have to go out to the mines and find the right, right, right thickness and Jimmy rig it up and stuff like yeah. that. I never played really hard because I didn't have a pick. Eh? Until the pick came along, well, that's when you started breaking strings. Because <laughs> he hitting it too hard. <laughs> so what, what kind of songs would, would you have been playing? Country Western. Yeah, Country Western. Um, Give me some titles and some, like you say, Hank Snow. Well, uh, Hank Snow, Gene Autry, okay. Roy Rogers, uh, Roy Acuff, uh, the uh, the old time, uh, uh, say like the Sons of the Pioneers were uh, okay. another one, the Drifters yeah. and all this stuff, you know. And Hank Williams stuff was... was Hank Williams was came in later, long after that. Oh, was that right? Yeah. Well, uh, Hank Snow was the, another big... Uh, yeah, everybody uh, trying to emulate him, you know. Yeah, and he's Canadian as well, right? Yeah, come from Nova Scotia. Okay. Bluegrass came in after that. So the longest time, bluegrass held its position along with the country and western. Yeah. <clears throat> when I play with some of the Métis guys and stuff like that, they have their their fiddle tunes and stuff. So would that have been another? Yeah, well, a lot of that uh, emulated uh, uh, Don Messer and the Islanders. Of course, okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So that w- when he came on the scene, well, that whole thing exploded. exploded there. Yeah. Everybody was uh, uh, screeching along. Yeah. With it. 
and, and so you were playing all like playing that stuff. I mean, you would back up fiddlers and stuff when you were playing your guitar. Yeah. And whatever singers or country bands or dance things. Well, uh, on my little program, I used to have uh, uh, guests come up. Okay. Yeah. So were you playing on that show? Like, uh, like sometimes, yeah. Oh, okay. But most of the time, I, w- I, w- I was announcing. You know, I'd say, well, uh, today we have, uh, say, like uh, Omar Burke and his brother, who have, would sing and play guitar, and I'll have my aunt there sometimes, and I'll have uh, Mary Maleshko come on. She uh, husband worked at Con. And she sang? She, she uh, played the fiddle. Played the fiddle uh, as well. Ukrainian style. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're real wow. good reels, you know. So, I mean, between uh, fiddle players, everybody had their own medium. Yeah. Eh? How they should, you know, yeah. they, they change things a little bit, you know, to make it sound better. And Well, their own style coming from their country. Yeah. That's what I was asking about the, the, the immigrants coming in yeah. and then bringing their music. And so you were getting ahead of that world music, if you wanted to call it that way back then. Yeah. If they were doing something, they would, they would do it in their own language. I mean, it's easy to tap to, the, you know, what the hell are they saying? <laughs> <laughs> Could have been running somebody down, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and there was, uh, like, uh, huh. I mean, uh, there was a lot of different ethnic people around, eh? Yeah. But not one of them ever enforced. Uh, some of them didn't even care, you know, because they're working, you know, and... The only thing you had that time, there's no TV, was the radio. And then if uh, the station didn't switch it on to the main line, well... Uh, no radio. No radio, yeah, so. you know. But the other people came in, you know, like uh, I remember Chuck Vedic and used to have the... Uh, I think he called it something for everybody or some darn thing. He used to play all kind of music. Oh, okay. Scottish, uh, oh, you know, okay. fiddle music, uh, all, you know... So he did, this on, he did this on the station where you were working? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then there used to be another guy, too, used to come in the coffee, early morning coffee or something, he used to call it. He used to bring in some certain people, and they would sit there and jabber away, you know, and uh, tell something about Yellowknife or yeah. where he came from or whatever. So that was a kind of variety uh, affair on the, on the radio, which is really good. At that time, uh, maybe maybe... Wasn't that early, but I'm just wondering how much how much of the the, uh, the Afro American music that was starting to happen, say out of Motown, or that music coming up from the states, and just the racial tensions that were happening in the states and stuff. Did any of that filter through up here? Uh, no, not until the movie came out. Well, the main ones was the Beatles, because I remember we had the matinee and all the kids. All in there, and all these girls were screaming and yelling, you know, and oh God, and I'm just saying, what the hell is that all about? I don't you know? get it, yeah. Like when the Beatles, you know, they would show parts of their kind of mood music, you know, uh, bands, you know, different, and uh, like Elvis and all those, so they show parts of it here, you know, country, western, rock and roll, and uh, blues, and uh, a lot of down south uh, music from the. Uh, Ever, uh, Everglades or whatever in that region, uh, Mississippi yeah. especially, yeah. you know, yeah, because yeah, they do a lot of blues down there. And uh, of course, then you get um, through it and uh, finally find out who the hell it is. Again. Yeah. Or if, right. uh, call him, uh, Harold didn't have it, well, he would phone, uh, he would uh, send a letter to Edmonton, I guess, and Story. That's the closest one to ever to have anything, you know, that was near to Yellowknife. Yeah, hey, we didn't have anything. No, 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 no. no. <laughs>
when we were doing the show for the army, was that sort of right after that time? Your your late teens, early twenties, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. In fact, the uh, Mitch McCormick asked me to sign papers for CBC, so they're coming in, and I should have. But then I spent some, like uh, Fridays and Saturdays, I used to spend all my time down there because I liked it. Eh? And yeah. then all of a sudden, it just didn't want to do any more of that. Yeah. You know. How long were you at the radio station? Uh, let's see, probably two years or okay. maybe more. Those days I wasn't keeping track of nothing, you know. I just <laughs> yeah, I know. Now Archie inspired a few of the young musicians here in town. One of them was John Tease. Archie Ludet had, uh, uh, people were really impressed with his picking and stuff like that. He's a hot guitar player in town, in, in Yellow, Yellowknife's hottest guitar player, you know, in those days. And they really liked the way he uh, he played and stuff like that. And he was almost like a god, you know. When you, you go to his place and you see all his, all this guitar stuff, and and uh, wow, you know, it's just like, oh man, this is the star. The seventies or early eighties, Elvis Presley was the uh, the big thing. So I saw him one time in Edmonton. I mean, just a movie, eh? of Nashville where he was performing there, you know, so I got some ideas there, and uh, so I went to a party one night and tried it out, eh? Rock and roll? Holy jeez. His movements and yeah, all, yeah, yeah. you know, I had to emulate him, you know, and well, there, uh, that's where I bought a guitar, eh, from, uh, you know, like a shop. Uh, yeah. So you bought an acoustic guitar, did you buy yeah, one? Yeah, no, I bought, uh, uh, well, the other one wore out, eh? I think I fell on it, and it was well worn out then. <laughs> okay. Had it stayed. I tripped over this rock. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was looking up at the sky when it happened. Anyways, you had to buy a new guitar, right? Yeah. So you got a trip so down I've, the I've, uh, No, uh, where the heck? Wait a minute now. No, the second guitar, the, 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 the electric one... Um, my nephew's got it. Fender. Well, actually, the, when that happened, there was uh, me and Frenchie Serene drove out to Edmonton. We got go get some equipment. So I, I bought a, a a new guitar, electric one, and small little uh, amp. Yeah. What kind of amp? The uh, Fender. And. Uh, well, that was just right size for, uh, you know, what we wanted, and you know. But the very first time when I uh, actually uh, played with uh, another person, whose his name was uh, French Gagné. He's a Frenchman from Montreal. Ah, Quebec. Mm-hmm. And uh, he played a lot of lead, real good stuff. Eh? So uh, one night uh, I was at the party, mm-hmm. and then uh, we just got hooked in together, you know. So then uh, there used to be the May time for all these, you know, in the old Capitol Theater. And uh, everybody, you know, the, there was a lot of dancing, uh, singing, and acting, and music, you know, people playing piano or sax. Yeah, you know, like a variety show one. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And stuff like that. So like a talent show, May time for all these. And um, so we, uh, they asked us to go up, you know, on this day here, Saturday or Friday night or some damn thing. So anyway, I turned us going on. 
we went out and we started playing and we stole the show. The only thing they wanted from one was money. There was lots of that. <laughs> we didn't give some good recognition, though, you know, and after that, well, we, we played for quite a few years together in parties and that, you know. We played down at the old Moulin Rouge, Betty, uh, Betty McMullen's place. You remember that? You call, no, no, no. You called it the Moulin Rouge? Uh-huh. Yellowknife had its own Moulin Rouge? Yeah, you know where uh, Hutchins store or uh, uh, Lafleur used to have their shop there? Okay, that's that's where it was. Before yeah. that, it used to be Hutchins store. When old man Hutchins uh, passed away, well, uh, in fact, uh, his main clerk was uh, Merv Hardy. So anyway, after time passes, you know, and it uh, became Betty McMullen had, had that there... So we used to go down there and play there uh, Friday nights. So that was like a club or a bar or just a... Yeah, well, uh, she went all night and was elite. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. No, for sure. Okay, so we go all night. So it was like a speakeasy or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Right? Okay. okay. Anybody came in. So we played there for I don't know how many months. Eh? And one night there, I said, damn, damn, I had this feeling. Something was not quite right. Eh? So I told, uh, well, we're tipping a few... And there was a lot of people in there. So I said to, uh, this would be about 1.30 in the morning. I said to uh, Bob, I said, let's get out of here. He said, no, 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 no. Everything's okay. I said, no. I said, come on. I said, do you want to stay? I said, I'm going. Then he, he can't do nothing by himself. <laughs> so finally, I convinced him. We got out of there and about... 45 minutes later, there was a raid. <laughs> they caught a lot of good findings, boy, there. You know, what they call them there in those days, find, you, you found it in or found in uh, in the premises, you know. Oh, yeah, okay, so it was like the, the more well known people in mm-hmm. town. Oh, or, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to mention any names. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> so there's a lot of those people down there that. Oh, night. yeah. So what did they do? Did they get charged uh, and yeah. thrown in jail? No, or? no. They just shut the place down? No. They said, okay, you guys, that's closed place now for the night. Next night, it was there, there again. Eh? <laughs> the Moulin Rouge. Yep, the Moulin Rouge. This is part one of our interview with Archie Ludet. Click on episode two to hear my song Calling Archie and the remainder of his interview. Thanks for listening.